Hi and welcome to Stories from My Drinking Days. My name's Harry Fell and I'm the founder of NOLO Cocktails and Bars. Um, we are joined today by Addie, Abby Adams, who is a speaker, mentor and founder of Project Woman, creating confident, healthy conversations women can trust. Abby has travelled the world to cultivate the greatest approach towards female health that is inclusive and projects a greater communication the whole world can benefit from. And we're going to be discussing um, how alcohol's played a part in Abby's journey. So welcome, Abby. Thanks for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Harry. Uh, you're welcome. So why don't you start off by telling us sort of like when you started drinking and um, how that all came about? Absolutely. Uh, when I was 13, I never forget, I stole a bottle of drink. I think it was Lambrini. I mean, talk about class. <laughs> My name drinks cabinet. And uh, I took it around a friend's house and I just, I caned all of it. And then went on to my mate's. But I remember her dad had one of them massive globes, you know, like the old school where you lifted the top up and all the drinks yeah. inside of it. And I started that and I just, I just caned it. Caned it. And was very very ill after (laughs) the sad thing is with that didn't learn any life lessons from that one moment in time and uh I continued but when you look at our society you know we're encouraged to drink for every occasion and every emotion aren't we and back then life wasn't so great at home and I just remember I'll never forget it. Obviously, it was my first experience of alcohol, just wanting to get so out of my brain that I couldn't remember anything. Yeah. And that was kind of the relationship that followed. Yeah, so there was stuff at home that you were trying to forget, were you, by... Yeah. 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 But I look at a lot of, you know, I say children, God, young adults in that that age, you know, around 13. And there was loads of stuff going on at home for so many people. And so we all used to go to the park and that was what you did. You know, yeah. that is what you did. There, there was nowhere for us to really go, was there? You know, you get to that that weird age where you're too cool for school, but you're too young to go go to pubs and bars. But, I mean, eventually you did, didn't you? Because you just used to put your makeup on. A lot easier for girls, I know. And then you'd go <laughs> Uh, yeah. from 15 onwards but yeah I look back now and I think oh crazy and I've got two children of my own and I want them to understand that there's so much more out there there's so much more fun that you can have that doesn't involve you abusing your body annihilating your liver and possibly damaging your brain I mean yeah if, maybe I'd have been told that from young age I wouldn't be doing what I was doing for most of it so yeah yeah so and so did that pattern then um continue through your young adult life absolutely you know it wasn't a great night unless she was totally out of your face yeah no and then and then get you'd think I got to my 20s working uptown and you'd think you would grow up a little bit but absolutely not you know, I, um, you're talking about blackouts. Not you know, you know, when you crawl into the office the next day, like what happened? <laughs> oh, God, do you not remember what you did? And you know, like the absolute shame just that washed over your body, and still you repeat the whole process, if not the day after, but that night. You know, I remember many times working in one of the um, one of the top property companies in London. We was you like there was some weeks she was out every single night, 
and you would walk into that pub and you're inside your your internal organs were crying their eyes out and you'd have the shakes reaching for that drink but as soon as that one went down you know you was back on form again and I, I and I, you know again I look back and think oh Abigail what was what was going on inside of you that you thought you had to do that to have fun or to get by or to process, you know, because nothing happens at that point. But again, I come back to the education that you was offered and, you know, not that it was unhappy, but I spent a lot of time in a pub, you know, on a, on a pool table <laughs> playing pool <laughs> and thinking that that was, that was it. And you take that through, don't you? So you take that through. So, Oh, so that's all there is. That That's what you do. You just, get older and you move into the pub without family and you repeat and play and play and play but coming into the health and well-being um arena you know I realized there's so much more out there that you can do for fun like what is fun what do you enjoy and when I look back I, I had no no idea I had no idea what I enjoyed. It was just consumed with alcohol and drugs, to be honest with you. It's just a massive whirl of getting out of my face, tripping out um, and getting high. Yeah. Yeah. So what brought you into the health and well-being space then? So before I worked in property, before I got into corporate, I, I was actually a beautician and a massage therapist. And I when I learned about the body, you know, it, it was akin to stu- be, to study for a doctor. I trained in London at one of the top um, um, beauty schools called Steiner, and just the body just fascinated me. Understanding like, all these muscles and these arteries and how that touch could could change someone's emotional reaction was just phenomenal. Excuse me, I've got something in my eye. Um. And that that kind of progressed. So then I studied more massage and I, I learned more about the body. But then I kind of I wasn't appreciating the the whole um, salon and spa ethos in supporting their their employees because it's like conveyor belt, you know, one after the other of massage, of massage, of facials, of facials. And so I left that, worked into corporate, and when I met my now husband, I. I started to think, do I do I really want to be doing this forever? And everyone always said to me, you know so much about health. Like you're so interested in the body. Why, why don't you go into that? So I went and then studied yoga. It kind of all fell to me. One of the guys that I worked with, his girlfriend was trained to be a yoga teacher. So I started to train with her. And then I, I fell into wanting to be a yoga teacher. I went and lived in India studying yoga and yoga therapy. And then that led to me going out to the States and other places in, in Europe to study yoga, chakra psychology, like emotional responses. And then it, when I was out in Miami in 2017, I, I was studying MMA and this was like your, your martial arts, your BJJ, your calisthenics, your strength training, your yoga, it's everything. And it was whilst I was there that I, my, I found my period. It was, less heavy no clots I wasn't as emotional you know there was no pain and it blew my mind and I came home and I began to research and look into female health and I I was just knocked sideways as to how much I did not know about my body it just blew me apart your period is 
a communication of you. And yet we suppress it all the time by medicating it, trying to ignore it. And for some people with such severe symptoms, I can completely appreciate why. But why? You know, this is my, but why are we suffering so much? I remember, you know, there were various times throughout my life where I was actually collapsed. I've collapsed at train stations and shopping centres where my period was so bad. I've been taken to hospital and I'm wired up to all of these machines and no one could tell me why. Like, why was, was this happening? And so I can totally resonate as to why you would not want to feel that if you're going through something similar. But what I began to appreciate by taking time to understand my feelings and these emotional responses and what a healthy period requires, I began to know more and more about myself. I began to appreciate and realize certain things that I didn't actually need. And alcohol was one of them. On day 21 of my cycle, I saw this, which is a change in your hormones where everything begins to shift this feeling of absolute failure and depression and where I would ask my husband to bring home two bottles of red wine and I'd sit there and just knock them back. And I saw that this was the same every single cycle, what was going on. And it was just a change in hormones. There was nothing wrong with me. It was just that what I was doing wasn't supporting me. And when those feelings come on, what would I do? I'd push harder. I'd push faster. I'd give more because obviously what I was doing, I was feeling a failure and failures need to give more to get themselves out of it whilst drinking loads of alcohol. And I began to realize actually no. So while by putting the brakes on, by bringing in things to support me, that started to reduce. And then I started to look at the impact of alcohol and the impact, especially when you get into menopause, how it can impact your muscles, your bone density, your brain, your mental health. I'm thinking, okay, so do I really want that to be happening? Do yeah. I really want to be doing that? And it was at Christmas this year that I was sitting at the Christmas at the table drinking a glass of champagne and I can't even bloody want this. But yet the action. It was a phenomenal thing to watch. The action was so strong. You can see how habits are very hard to break when we get to this age. But I decided that I wanted to give up alcohol. And it was on box that I said to my husband, I, you know, I really want to stop drinking this year. And he's like, oh, do it, go for it. And I said to myself that this is the year that it starts. But if I have a drink, I'm not going to be hard on myself because shame gets you nowhere. And that what I have to remember is that, yes, I can have a choice now and I choose to go forwards and not drink. And that becomes the habit. That becomes the habit. Yeah. And so how have you found then sort of, you know, having made that decision, how have you found the journey since then? So this year I've drunk at special occasions, three times. And I, you know, when you want to pat yourself on the back, well done, love. And yeah, yeah. The, the durations get, I've got longer and longer and longer. But like, even last year, I just wasn't interested, really. It just wasn't there. But it comes to the environment that you're in. Yeah. Your environment and the people within it will determine whether you are able to do that because you can have the greatest will in the world. But if your environment do not allow you or support you in making that change, eventually you will the body will always adapt to fit in and survive within the environment and if there is that constant pressure eventually the body will just take it on again so that that would be my biggest 
our take on this is just acknowledge your environment. And if you are struggling with it, nah, look around because it's it's probably not you, my darling. It's the environment that sits around you. Yeah. And so the three times you've drunk then, have you found, have you just had the one drink, sort of, you know, the odd glass of champagne or yeah, a couple large? There's been a few glasses and there was about three weekends ago, there was, we, I had a, I had a few glasses and then you wake up the next day and you think, do you know what? Was it worth it really? No, no. And so now on this trajectory forwards, I'm like, well, we've got the summer holidays. I want to be around my children and they are one of my biggest catalysts to be honest with you as well. I don't want them to see that. So I'm with them. And so yeah. there will be no alcohol. Yeah. And so have you found it quite easy not to drink between those sort of three special events? Yeah, because I'm, you know, we moved out of London um, 2021. We moved to Devon. And being out here, it is so much easier because you have more time. There's not so much of a rush. And it just feels so much easier. There is no, there isn't really any inclination for me to want to because we've got so much access to things that make me happy, you know, being outside, beaches, forests, walks. It's just so much easier. And I like again, I come back to that. The, the biggest thing of environment, environment will determine whether you thrive or whether you just survive, you know. And that's been my biggest learning point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's definitely, it's a different kettle of fish, isn't it? If you were still living in London and going out with everyone for drinks after work, which, you know, we kind of all did in our 20s, then it's it's much harder then to be the Absolutely. one that doesn't drink. Oh Whereas, my God. You know, I'm, I'm the same as you. I'm, I moved out of London a long time ago, 2003. But, yeah, it, it's easier. Yeah. Um, and also, I think being this age as well, where I don't tend to go out that often after work for drinks with people you know I've got kids as well and yeah your life's changed and it's it's a bit easier to manage it's it's the choice isn't it it's that choice do I want to sit in a bar no you know and if I look back I probably didn't want to do it then either but when I when I look you know my nervous system was set quite quite high from when I was younger and so to go out it was, it was as if I had to, I had to kind of suppress that energy. And alcohol was the greatest way of doing that, you know. That I had so much energy. If I'd have known that I could have gone rock climbing, like, or, or I had the opportunity to go and do jujitsu or, or that kind of training, I wonder what would have happened, you know, yeah. uh, to cultivate that great energy. Because we also have to look at the psycholo- psychology of, of, you know, a woman's place. And you know she does. She back then she didn't t- generally tend to speak up. She you know she did as she was told. She was put in a box. Blah 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 blah. And so alcohol was a really great way of bringing down all of that energy. But then you know on on various nights out, I became an absolute wild child. So <laughs> <laughs> that backfired. <laughs> oh, yeah. So tell us a bit more about Project Woman and, and the work you're doing now. Thank you, my darling. So. Project Woman is an online space that encourages women to communicate confidently as women and ask questions and reach out and share how they're feeling in a space that is welcome. You're welcome to do that. It was founded from a course that I set up 
at the start of the pandemic, which is a six-week online course that started on Facebook, where I was supporting women to move with their menstrual cycle. I'm very, I just love movement. It's been one of the biggest tools to overcome a lot of the issues that I've gone through in my life. And we was looking at exercise, certain parts of the menstrual cycle. We was looking at emotional support. We was looking at nutrition. And then that grew into a community. And so this year I took on a wonderful community manager and we have just opened up this space where we have these awesome spaces such as the screen room where you can just let rip and say that you have buried your partner underneath the patio and someone comes on and says, I did that last week. There's no judgment or shame. (laughs) And then we have a lovely directory of female health specialists ranging from menstruation to perimenopause to nutritionists to coaches you know it's all there and you can ask them whatever question you want with a view of working with them or not it's up to you we have resources that are there that you don't have to tick a box to go through they're just there for you to come back to if you're needing that support but it's really giving you the opportunity to take agency and authority for your health because it's fun female health is so much fun and it offers so much clarity and productivity and motivation and inspiration it's a wonderful world to dive into and what I have found for myself is that the 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 healthier I become comes from the confidence to explore and the more confident I am the greater I am expressing myself and from that I forge greater relationships with other people especially men You know, I don't want to be a victim to the age issues that fall between the masculine and the feminine, the men and the women. I want to move past that. I don't want to be a victim. I want to be able to stand in my power and for a man to stand in his power and for us to meet, not necessarily as equals because we're different, but to celebrate that. And so Project Woman has our online space and we're also, we have the, the annual online, the annual Project Woman experience, which is a bit of like a festival to the feminine where you step out of your daily grind and you have a weekend all to yourself, space, time, nutritious food, support, it's all there for you to recharge your batteries and then come back into life ready. Yeah. So, so when's your weekend? So the weekend is is next March. Next March, it's taking place in England and it's going to be in the most beautiful countryside. And I will reveal further details. If you're interested, please do get in touch. So, yeah. What's the best way for people to get in touch then with you about that or anything else? You can email me, abby, A-B-I, at abbyadams.co.uk. You can check out my website, which I believe is, is just down here. Yeah. Um, and I'm on most social media, you know, I'm, I'm Instagram as Abby Adams underscore project woman. I even joined the Freds the other day (laughs) and I, and I must say it's slightly addictive, slightly addictive. Um, but yeah, LinkedIn, Twitter, it's, it's all there. You will find me. Yeah. And so within project woman, then do you have many conversations around alcohol? Is that sort of a hot topic or is it, it's, it's, (laughs) It comes up, but I, I not, I don't, it's not that I tread carefully. If someone wants to discuss it with me, they can. Because, again, you know, this is not about shaming. Our space isn't about shaming. Yeah. We offer, we offer facts. We offer support. So it comes up within some of the resources that we offer. But it really is your own exploration because this has to come at the right time. Otherwise, you're fighting it, you know. And 
like I said, it's all about having a trusting environment where you can explore that and step into that. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I agree, you know, alcohol, you do, having those conversations, it, it can be quite tricky. And I think it needs to be dealt with very sensitively. Mm. Um, and I think it should be that everyone feels that they've got a choice. Yes. So, you know, it can't be, we can't prescribe to people what's right or what's wrong, because actually what's right for me isn't necessarily what's right for you. And, you know, um, we're all adults and we should all be able to make our own decisions about yes. how, how we want our lives to be and and what role alcohol plays in that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I agree, Harry. Yeah, that's brilliant. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. Um, for anybody that's uh, watching this, um, you can find out more about NOLO Cocktails on our website or on our social media. Just look for us for NOLO Cocktails and Bars. Um, if you're looking for um, some non-alcoholic options, then give us a shout. But thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Bye.